Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. When it comes to working hard and keeping it real, we know our shit. Self-care, happiness, inner peace, and time. I'm Brianna Rooney, and this is Taylor Bradley. Hey, y'all. And we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form. So, Taylor, what are we doing here today? We're here to give you a raw, under-the-hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long, underrated industry that's full of, quote-unquote, experts. All right. Well, then let's take this show to the road. Hello, hello. Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. We have a very interesting one today. I feel like they always are. Taylor, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. I'm excited for this because um, I think this is probably what should happen. But uh, let's talk about reverse recruiting. Mm -hmm. Reverse, reverse. And everybody's going, what the fuck is that? Um, even probably recruiters are asking what that is, but I do love that they're starting to be these names that they're coming yep. up with. Um, when, and when we'll talk about this in our episode, but I think when you and I started talking about it, we're like, wait, I think there was a name for that. It used to be headhunter, but essentially what reverse recruiting is, is when a candidate hires a recruiter to do the job search for them. And so what that entails is like understanding different job profiles and how you compare, um, tailoring your resume to different job descriptions, um, getting all your documents ready. So that could be, you know, your transferable skills doc. That could be your resume. That could be some companies require you to submit things like portfolios or things yeah. um, with your applications So getting all your documents together and then submitting those applications for you. And so how this came about is, I guess there is a discussion about it on TikTok where um, recruiters are like, and I thought this was interesting because I'm like, wait, I, I don't know. I'm a recruiter and I don't think I'd believe that or have that same perspective. But a recruiter is like, you should never pay a re another recruiter. So speaking on behalf of recruiters, she's saying you shouldn't pay a recruiter to help you find a job. Recruiters job jobs are to work on behalf of companies. They don't get paid to represent candidates. They get paid to fill jobs for companies. So yeah. there's no reason that you should be paying a recruiter to help you find a job is basically like what she was saying. And I was like, Okay, I think this used to be what a headhunter is, like back, you know, back in the day when you and I would have been just starting out. But I know this is kind of a dying practice, but I actually disagree because of, yeah, I want to hear, I know you've got a lot to say, Sorry, but I, I disagree. Like, go, no, go. <laughs> okay, no, no, uh, no. So, I mean, I actually think that it should come back. Um, now there was definitely a time where it was like, yeah, like as a recruiter, do we want to get paid more? Or do we want to get paid from both sides? Yeah. Here's the thing. Realtors get paid from both sides. Why, Ooh. you know, why wouldn't they? Right. So, mm -hmm. so that's just, just the thought process there. Uh, but right now where you're seeing like, um, the other day it was like some, some lower level engineering role had like a thousand applicants in like five that. days. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, whoa, so you're, you could be the best person for this job for so many reasons, but I will tell you the chance of you getting an interview is slim to none just because of volume. Yeah. Because they can't handle the volume, you mm -hmm. know? So unless they're using stuff like, like Covey, like they have this new, um, bot that goes through inbound applications. Pretty freaking cool. You should check it out. Um, unless they have something like that. I mean, for sure you're not getting seen. And then additionally, think about a bot. If they didn't calculate the bot correctly, and you don't have, like, you didn't look at the job description versus your resume and you're not adding up at percentage wise, having the right Booleans and the right wordings and stuff like that. You're also not getting seen. 
So there's so many reasons why you're not getting seen and why I always recommend that you are networking to finding your job. I mean, think about this. Another another stat is what 5 to 15% at the most applicants or jobs are filled by applicants. It's okay. mostly, you know, like, go ahead. Sorry, go. Uh, no, I was just going to like, so then that begs the question is, is it actually like a moot point to do reverse recruiting? Because if half those applicants aren't going to even be seen and you're paying uh-huh. a recruiter thousands of dollars to do all this stuff that we outlined for you, job profile, documents, but you're ultimately going into that same talent pool. Well, I was actually thinking that if I'm reverse recruiting, I'm not just applying them through everyone willy-nilly. I'm not only reaching out to my clients, I'm reaching out to the other recruiters that maybe have good clients for you. So I'm thinking about kind of crowds, crowdsourcing this thing. Um, and then I'm going to do the behind the scenes things. Like, so think about this. What if, um, so let's just pretend you're a recruiter at Google for just whatever you're, you're, you're there. And I'm like, Hey, Taylor, I know you, I know like you have all these applicants to go through. I know you have all these agencies that you may or may not pay for this role. I'm doing this for free. I'm doing this on behalf of my, my, um, person, my client. And I want you to take a look at this resume and look at her, um, transferable skills. Look how amazing this person is. It's free. Yeah. You're gonna pick up the phone for that. So what, yeah. So it's like, I think it's going above and beyond. And well, and what you're talking about is going above and beyond. Um, what we saw like this Mm -hmm. thing on TikTok is basically just almost like a resume service, but a, job application Mm. service. So they're not actively marketing you to people. So they're spending, Mm. say, $2,000 to just help you get your documents order, help you align your resume to the job description and submitting the application. I think what you're talking about is taking it one step further. You're like actively, that truly probably is reverse recruiting. You know, like you are NPCing, most placeable candidate, NPCing them out to companies to try to bypass that talent pool, that applicant pool. Whereas this service is just talking about like, we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. We're just, we're going to help you apply. That can be just draining, blah, blah, blah. It's a lot of work. Boom, boom, boom. You know, just applying. And I was like, okay, I, I think people devalue recruiters a lot. So I was kind of triggered by that anyway, because I'm like, it is a lot of work. And I mean, to have to cater your resume to different job descriptions, like if you're willing to outsource that and pay somebody to do it, it's because it's work and it's hard. And you're like, yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing to be able to do that. Yeah, I actually, so even even if we didn't go the extra mile for this person, I still think it's insanely valuable because again, going back to where we're talking about the bot, if your resume is not on par to what the job description looks like, just to pull, you know, like, look, as recruiters, as the recruiter I, we're trained to look for certain things. We've mm-hmm. talked to the hiring manager. We've like gone through all the job description. We know what we're looking for and we're going to grab the top maybe 20 people from all the applicants. But the person doing your resume will know that. Like mm-hmm. that's why I think it is invaluable. Like so you, you should charge a good amount to help someone do this every single time because like no one thinks like a recruiter. Except exactly. Recruiters. Well, and now, and I just thought of this as we're talking now, a lot of these applications, because they know they can do it. They now have questions that you have to answer. Like, why do you want to work here? What intrigues you most about this company? And those are like writing little mini essays. Yes. And it's difficult and it's time consuming people. Okay. This is great. So, you know, like when we're, when we're training people to, to do biz dev, right. Right. Um, and we're we're training them to do a message. It's that message that takes them in eternity. 
And it's crazy. And so yeah. the way that we do that is I say, okay, talk, talk to me about how you're going to fill this role. Talk to me about why I should use you. And in the back, on the back, I'm typing this out and then we kind of come together and do it. But man, it's people think too much. So mm -hmm. this is a great service and I think it should exist. Yeah. And well, and the other thing I would think that something that could poke a hole in all of this chat GPT. Ooh. So if you have oh, these yeah. questions, that you're answering and they're basing. Cause I do know companies, cause I have worked for some that we know when we post a job or back in the day when we would post a job that we're going to get shit tons of qualified applicants because there are just yeah. those jobs that like, you know, like a business development manager, you're going to get tons of people from all different walks of life, but you're going to get tons of applicants. And mm -hmm. so there would have to be something that would set an application apart. And it would be usually like these preliminary questions. So not the, are you 18 years or older? Are you legally <laughs> like not those, but the questions that is like, did you do your homework on our company? Why do you want to work yeah. here? What intrigues you the most about this position? Tell us where you could add value here or like what value you would add. Just things like that, that I'm like, okay, well now those things used to be really, really critical because it was like from the candidate's perspective, why, why do you think you're different? Why do you think you stand out from these other candidates? But now with chat GPT, I wonder about that. Like how, how unique of responses companies are actually getting to those questions now with chat GPT mm -hmm. existing yeah. out there. That's a really good point. I mean, like uh, you hear us all the time be like, was that ChatGPT? You know, it's like ChatGPT or not. It's like a fun little game we have. Um, but yeah, I mean, first of all, everyone should be using it. And like, you can't just use this bot because it's like, hello, it's still a bot. Um, you can use it to spice up what you had to say, right? Mm -hmm. So like, I always recommend saying, hey, put your response in the ChatGPT and then say, hey, make it make it more aggressive. Like maybe it's yeah. a sales job, make it more aggressive. Or, you know, um, we had one of our, um, a millionaire recruiter program person say, make it more whimsical. I'm like, that's kind of fun. <laughs> that's a fun word, you know? Feels very Disney. I know. Yeah. I liked it. I, I know. That's why I like it. <laughs> well, I think, uh, but, but yeah. Chat GPT is another one. Did, did I ever tell you, or did you read about, I want to say it was a professor at like Harvard or something that he had, um, all his, the students had to do essays or whatever. And so he had got all their essays and he put them in chat GPT to see who used it. Yeah. Every single student in his entire class used it. So then he yeah. had to figure out and like was working with the school and this was several months ago, but he was having to work with the school to figure out what to do because there wasn't a single student that wrote their paper on their own. What and ended up happening? Yeah. I, well, they were trying to figure out how they could do a redo because they didn't want to fail the whole class. So that's what yeah, the right. like, so I didn't ever follow up on it, but that's where it was at at that point is the professor was trying to work with the school to figure out what to do because they didn't want to fail everybody in the class. They also encourage innovation, encourage. It's not yes. technically plagiarizing. So there was kind of a conflict with it, right? And again, this was several months ago. It was kind of when chat GPT was just becoming mm -hmm. what it is now. And obviously we know these younger generations are picking up on this stuff more quickly than the older, like they know about chat GPT and have known about it and been using it probably long before we have. Um, but I think definitely that's something that's obviously going to continuously be a theme in schools, but I wonder what, if any checks and balances or anything will be put in place with these different applicant tracking systems and things like that to, to track that sort of thing. Well, I mean, here's the bottom line. Um, and this goes to schools too. So schools for the most part, um, are now embracing it and saying, wait, we actually need to teach them how to use it because mm -hmm. just like recruiters, you can't not use it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's silly. That's when you're going to get left behind. Um, but, uh, I, th I think, wait, shit, where was I going? I totally just had a brain fart. <laughs> Thinking of way too many things. Oh my God. Well, you were thinking of schools <laughs> and then embracing um, and learning how to use and embracing chat GPT. 
Yeah, shit. It'll come oh to you when God. you're not thinking about I was it. Like, but God damn it. I was just, I was loving it. I was going for it. See, I distracted myself with the school thing. Damn. God damn it. Oh. Damn it. Slap you through. We'll slap you with this microphone. You'll think of it in a second, but we'll get back to the reverse recruiting. We think this is a good idea. Yeah. We think, I mean, I feel like people may be like, oh, well, they're biased because they're recruiters. But honestly, it's it's very difficult. It is very difficult to go through that application process. I also think about from the perspective of, you know, a lot of people that I are reaching out to me needing jobs and stuff and through, you know, what we see with all the tech layoffs and whatnot, it can also be mentally and emotionally draining as well. If it's something you've oh, been God. doing for yeah. months, for months. And I think you just yes. have to make yes. sure that you hired a recruiter that was going to go above and beyond for you. Like that was going to do um, outreach to their clients who maybe is going to put up a LinkedIn post about, I've got this great candidate who's an XYZ field. Does anybody need some, you know, like something like an NPC on a LinkedIn post, but not just the, mm-hmm. you know, checks and balances of like helping you apply. I feel like that's, that's something, especially with the chat GPT of, you know, those of the world, like you can do that on your own. But I do think if you're going to truly talk about reverse recruiting, it's worth the money to invest in a recruiter who's going to go out and actively market you and within their network and to these hiring managers of these jobs that you want. Yes. Agreed. I totally remember what I was saying. So um, even if, yes, even if someone put chat GPT and like completely did the resume that way and then completely answered those questions, that's just getting them to get a conversation. They, their, their whole being has to still get them the job. True. Mm-hmm. So who cares if ChatGPT got them past the first thing? Because in reality, resume writing, LinkedIn writing, which we do, mm-hmm. um, is it's ChatGPT's is is not the same thing. One's a bot and one's a human. Yeah, you know. So hopefully the human's doing a better job, but the human's also combining ChatGPT with it. So um, yeah, I I definitely am super super into the reverse recruiting. But we're also you know like we even train people how to interview. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that th- that's its own, that's its own separate package. So now I'm like, wait, we need a reverse recruit here. Uh, but yeah, like you need your yeah. transferable skills doc. You need mm-hmm. your resume. You need your LinkedIn. You need to pass these interviews because it's like, again, that's just the first challenge is getting that phone call. You need to get through all of the stages. And then you pr- most likely, most people do need help negotiating your offer. And to your point with your friends who send you their offer letters, it's like now you need someone to look at your offer letter to make sure you're not signing up on something that's completely ridiculous. So if you're hiring a recruiter for either one of those aspects, great. But think about it as a total package even. You know, I would do that in two seconds. I mean, I'm unemployable at this point in my career, (laughs) but if I were looking for a job, I would totally like, I would do that in two seconds. And even, even actually, I I think I might even disagree with you on this one. Even the admin part, I wouldn't want to do. I would still pay, I I would, I would totally pay someone to do that. Yeah, I know. Right. I believe that about, um, well, but I'm just saying for people that can't afford, maybe somebody can't afford to pay someone to do this. It's still, it still doesn't mean that there's not value in that service. So I think people like completely just shitting on that service and being like, oh, well, you know, it's just, I think if you can't do it though, if you can't afford it, these are things that are really powerful that you need to make sure you do. And you just brought up one that I, that wasn't on here that is a huge one for us. Um, but making sure that your LinkedIn profile is on point because oftentimes, you know, companies will read those questions that they require you to answer and then they'll go look you up on LinkedIn. Like they're not spending as much time on your resume as they used to. They're going to spend more time on your LinkedIn. So you got to make sure that shit looks good and you have to have a good photo. Like you can't have like, like 
that I saw a photo like that and the shirt was down here and it was like I'm like what are you okay what are we selling on here for people who are not watching on the YouTube, on the Millionaire Recruiter YouTube, she was being very seductive. I guess that's what you'd call that. Well, they have to check out the YouTube to see because I guess your face was like, what the fuck is she doing out of nowhere? But like, it starts with your LinkedIn. I feel like your LinkedIn is even bigger than your resume these days. I agree. Like, make sure that shit is on point and make sure you don't have a ridiculous photo. And so if you are going to hire somebody to reverse recruit, make sure part of what they include in their package for you is an overhaul of your LinkedIn. Agreed. And speaking of LinkedIn, get that disgusting green open to work banner off of your profile picture. <laughs> she hates <Please>. it. She <laughs> hates it. Um, but I do tips on what they can do instead. Boom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. So like we, we, t I feel like I talk about this a lot and I've definitely talked about it on, on the YouTube channel, but, um, you know, you can be very strategic on your profile. Like, you know, like now you have like what, 300 characters you could put like that just really goes pops. Like that's you, right? Then you can also have a video. You can have mm -hmm. a 30 second video that you do on your mobile on LinkedIn and on pronouncing your name, you have 10 seconds there as well. So like there's a lot of powerful tools that you can use to make yourself look very employable. But like, again, people want what they can't have. So if you're very openly like shirt off being like, woo, look at me, like, you know, that's easy, right? Yeah. With the seductive, the seductive face with the that's banner. The <laughs> There's always going to be those creepy guys at the bar that are going to take those, you know, shirtless girls, to, you know, home. But there's that's that's the one night stand, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be employed and you want them to respect you and know you and learn you. And you know what I mean? It's like, so act like that. Like, I mean, finding a job is just like finding your significant other, you know, be yeah. unavailable. Like if they're asking you out on a Friday night, sorry, unavailable, you know, yeah. like it's Friday. I have plans. Washing my hair. No, but I, that's about the open to work banner. Um, what about people who put the, don't put the banner on, but they just have it say open to work. You know how you can like opt in Oh yeah, so that's behind the scenes, and you're just telling recruiters that. I love that. I okay, love that and you're feature. good with that one. Okay, total up a hundred percent. And then what's great about that too is, so all the recruiters on LinkedIn Recruiter, you get to see what they're actually looking for, which helps us. So we're not just throwing shit at the dark, you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I love that feature. You could absolutely tell us that you're looking without you know announcing it from the rooftops, and also your employee doesn't, your employer doesn't know. Yeah. Um, because I'm also baffled too. So there, there's been some times where I've seen people that appear to still be at that job saying mm -hmm. open to work. And I'm like, Ooh, like what's going on there? Now, of course, I assume they're not really working there anymore because that seems a little weird to me, mm. but, uh, who knows? Okay. So you're saying with the banner or with just the behind the scenes button? Yeah. With no, with no, 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 with the banner. No, the okay, behind okay. the scenes button is yeah. great. No, with the banner. I yeah. recently saw someone because I, I was uh, reaching out to some VPs of engineering yesterday and this, he has his banner up, but it looks like he's still there. And I was like, am I missing something? Yeah. And, and then of course, not to mention, what do I do is I now like, wait, are they looking for a VP of engineering? And sure as shit, they're looking for a VP of engineering. Yeah. So now I'm like, wow. So are you blasting that you got fired or are you blasting that you quit? Because you definitely mm. didn't get laid off. Yeah. And that, and that discredits you. No, that one is definitely going to discredit you. If you have that you're still like, it says still to the present and your last place of employment and then yeah. you have the banner, then yeah, that's going to discredit you. And that's a whole nother thing to me. Like that, 
that's not a good look. You know, take the banner out of it. It's the combination of the two for me that I'm like, that's not a good look. But if you are still employed and then you just have the open to work that recruiters can see, I think that's okay. That shows us that you're like a passive, you're open to learning about new opportunities, but you're probably still employed. That doesn't make you a stinky cheese. No. No, not at all. And, you know, real quick back to the reverse recruiting is I'm thinking to myself, how many engineers or TAs or whoever's right, reach out to me and say, hey, I do X, Y, Z. Do you have anything for me? You know, and I can only imagine how many of those messages they've been sending out. I'm sure it's not just me, right? That'd be mm-hmm. silly. Um, so that alone is super time consuming. So like have a recruiter do that for you. Like that yeah. totally makes sense. And also have that me- or even say, hey, um, the recruiter can give you the message to send out to people. So I think it all depends on how involved in your job search you want to be. But back to your point of having emotion with your job search, it's like people get really tongue tied when it says like, Hey, what are you good at? Mm-hmm. Hey, why should someone hire you? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it feels hard. Yeah. yeah. I think, so I think leading nicely into our broke to boss tip, I think this is a great service for people. I think investing in this, if you think about how much you spend on like the Netflix and the Hulus and all of that stuff, you can find, yeah, it's like all these expenses and I know you're a shopper, so I know you get me on this, but it's like investing in yourself because a lot of people would think they'd never need to spend money towards this, but you're actually investing in your future. I think what I would recommend to our listeners is try to find somebody who can at least give you some kind of guarantees, even though that's really, really hard to do. That's uh, hard. Yeah. It, but guarantee you something. And it doesn't have to be um, like guaranteeing that you will get hired, but guaranteeing that they will help you get an interview or they will coach you through it. Like I'm guaranteeing that I will do all of these things for you. Yes. And yes. then like they're following through with their commitment. So I think if you're going to find somebody to reverse recruit for you, just make sure that you find somebody that is actually like aligned with your values takes this seriously is going to go above and beyond. It is not going to just, just do the admin part. Cause I think yeah. there's a lot more, our jobs as recruiters are so much more than the admin. And so that's just one part, um, is reviewing all, like make sure that you have somebody that's going to go above and beyond for you. And there are recruiters out there willing to do it. You're talking to two or you're listening to two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's important. So before, before we log off, um, I want to put this to the audience, actually, as far as comments goes. I'm wondering how much do we think this service is? You know, because technically, like, the value is massive. But mm-hmm. how much are people really willing to pay it? Like, so if people will pay what resume writers anywhere from 100 to 300 bucks, 500 mm-hmm. maybe at the most, if it's some cover letter, which, by the way, is old, so don't do. Um, but yeah, would love to hear from our audience, like, what is, what's the price on this? What's the price tag? It's very interesting. And what, yeah. So what would you pay for that? Put that in the comments. We'll be really interested to see. And then we could talk about what the results are too, if anybody's curious. Ooh, I I like it. I almost feel like this is a LinkedIn poll. Ooh, this is a LinkedIn poll. We're doing it. We're doing it. But we still want y'all's feedback combined with the LinkedIn. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, no. We're putting this shit out first. Now you guys are getting this first. Then we'll LinkedIn poll it after it's live for sure. Because now, you know, we'll be curious. Love Love it. it. Cannot wait to hear. All right. (laughs) See you next Tuesday. Thanks, y'all.